remember that that podcast host is a real person and to open up the communication and think about creating a relationship first before you go in just thinking what can I get out of this because if you go in creating a relationship you never know what could happen I think what it is is like really going into this knowing I've got to be clear on my messaging I have to have value and I really need to be able to like bring more than just my expertise. Like I want to also co-create that reach of the show. I like to think of it as like what flips somebody from being an interesting expert to being an in-demand guest. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley, and this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. I'm excited about our conversation today. We're talking about what it is that we look for when we're going to accept somebody onto our show. And Sam, I know we both are actively booking people on not just Next Level Influence, but we also book people on our own podcasts. And we get asked all the time, what's it going to take to get on our show? So we thought we'd deep dive today into what we look for, what makes a guest stand out, what makes somebody bookable and exciting and interesting enough to make it to our show. I love this topic Melanie because I and I say I well I guess I I often collectively say we because there's so many team behind our podcast but we get so many pitches a day like we get up to 10 to 15 pitches per day I release one episode per week with a guest I can't fill all those spots and I've got to be honest with the pitches that I receive I don't want to have all of those guests on my show and that's not being rude it's just actually making sure that I look after my audience. So I need to make sure that I'm booking a high quality guest that is going to give value to my audience. And we have to be able to guess or ascertain by one email, whether we believe that's going to happen or not. It's funny. I think we're going to have to cover some things not to do in this conversation today. But Oh first, yeah, I've got start. a list yeah. of those. <laughs> I, I did too. I just got one the other day from somebody I know. I was like, that was the worst request you could have made. Like, what are you thinking? So we'll get there in a little bit. But let's start with the pitches because, you know, it's a great way to open the door, break the ice if you don't know a show host. And it's very popular these days to hire podcast booking services to you know, like tap into the relationships that they've been building. And that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to get your pitch received well. Mm -hmm. So Sam, what do you look for? I know you actually just started taking pitches from agencies and booking services. Like what are a couple things you look for from a pitch? Mm. So there's a few things. One, I want to know that the person that's pitching me has actually taken a look at my podcast who my audience is, what the topic is, and the topics that have previously been covered. So when they reach out, they'll reach out to me and use my name, not dear podcast host, they'll use my name. And the pictures that I really like are pictures that say, look, I had a quick look through, I flicked through a couple of episodes. 
Now, I don't need people to sit down and listen to full episodes, but I do want them to hit play on a couple and get a, an idea of the show flow or get an idea of how I run an episode because I want them to know that energetically that it feels right to them or that they really enjoy the cadence or they're not surprised that I don't have set questions. So they will generally reach out, they use my name, they'll say, hey, I had a flick through these episodes, I really loved this particular episode and they'll tell me why they loved it. And that helps me to understand where their mindset is, where their values are. I can actually learn quite a lot by just that one sentence of this was my favorite episode because. And then they will go on to tell me this is what I do. These are the kind of people I work with. And this is what I believe I can bring to your audience. And at that point, and I hope I'm do you want me to keep going here? <laughs> yeah, please. Like there's something else that I do that I, I'll share. But you and I know I can't wait to hear yours. <laughs> I really like to hear that they have a set topics and they usually give me four or five set topics and they give me their personal frameworks. So they don't just say, oh, I talk about blah, blah, blah. They'll say, I want to talk about the black diamond framework, the four different steps that you need to be able to amplify your authority. Mm. Whatever that is, I want to know that I'm going to be able to guide them in an episode without them completely getting lost and going on a tangent. Mm. So there's quite a few different pieces in there, but they're the pictures that I will generally favorably look at. That doesn't necessarily mean I will take all of those pictures because it still needs to be aligned with my show, but that's definitely the framework that I like to see, which makes it very easy for me to follow. Yeah, I totally agree with both the things you just shared and it's exactly what we look for as well. So I won't rehash that. There's one thing that we do because I really believe that a podcast is a collaborative form of media. So your your host is you know doing the production, they're curating the conversation and the guest is bringing their expertise. And I think the success of the show's reach has a lot to do with how both people share it. And so here's something that I find happening with a lot of the people that are in pitch. They don't understand that last piece. Mm. They don't understand that they're co-creating the reach with you. And so they're kind of waiting for you to do all the work. And I don't really think that makes a great win for guests on the show. So in addition to us looking at like the quality of their pitch, and I lean a lot on topics. Uh -huh. So I look for, does that topic pull me in from the moment I read what the topic's about? Mm -hmm. Is it compelling? Is it like showcasing their credibility? Like, does it bring some magnetic energy to it? And then my assistant who does my podcast booking for me, she actually helps me vet the guests because we're looking for, does this person share the episodes that they're on? Mm -hmm. And if they don't share, they may get offered a different approach. Like we might offer them a sponsored uh, spot, but if they're not willing to share or they don't have to reach in their audience, they're not gonna help us co-create the success of the, the, that episode. So that's a big piece that we're looking for in our pitches is what are they bringing the, to the table once the episode airs? I love that so much. And it's so true because here's the thing that I learned years and years and years ago. When I guest on someone else's podcast, my audience actually wants to hear that. 
because my audience are also my cheerleaders. They're in my audience because they like what I bring to the table. So by not sharing what we co-create with another host, my audience is missing out just as much. Yeah. And you're tapping into what we know is available to us, which is you're borrowing influence from that host. And so people who maybe have been on the fence or they're kind of dormant followers online, they're more likely to get activated and want to maybe take that next step with you by hearing from a different point of view what your expertise is. So I think it's a massive advantage to share when you're featured. Like I share everything that we're featured in. Hmm. So is there anything else you want to add on the pitches before we move to the next type of uh, guest we bring on? I think we've covered that really well. And do you want to, at this time, cover what we don't want to see in a pitch or what actually has us saying no to a pitch? Sure. Because I think that this is just as important to understand so you don't accidentally make this mistake. Well, here's a couple. Don't call me the wrong name, which basically means you're copying and pasting or your booking agency is copying and pasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, don't like pitch me something that's completely irrelevant for the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got two more and then I'll turn it over to you. And I'm sorry if I'm, I'm taking all the good ones, but no, no, no. <laughs> three, don't pitch me in my DMs. I swear it is the most annoying thing because we have my podcast guest pitching process documented everywhere. And like I have people sliding into my DMs the minute they meet me. Hey, can I be on your show? No, (laughs) I don't know you. I don't know anything about your work. And if you want to be on the show, like most podcasters have a documented process or a better way is to say, hey, I'm really loving your show. I think I might be able to bring something valuable to the table. What would be the best way to introduce my topic to you and, you know, increase my chances of getting booked? Like be a cool, normal, like person who is showing value from the get-go. And then the last thing that I think is a real mistake that people are making is giving too much power to your booking agency. Now, all of the people who run booking agencies, please forgive me. I know you have a great role that you provide to people, but Mm -hmm. in my experience, 90% of the podcasters these days will not receive a pitch from an agency. Mm -hmm. They don't like it. They know they make horrible guests. They're not necessarily great fits for the show. And so we've kind of gotten turned off to it. So here's a better way. Have the podcast booking agency research the great shows for you. If they have a relationship, great, have them make the first introduction or take it over from there. I am 10 times more likely to accept a pitch if it's from a person rather than an agency. So those are my four. 100%, that last one, fabulous, love it so much. It makes them more personal. And we're going to, when we record a podcast, it is very personal. We're going to have a two-way conversation. So we need to have that that energy there that we've already created some sort of relationship. So I love that so much. I'm going to add, do your research, like either your podcast agency, do the research or you do the research. I received a pitch yesterday for the thought leaders business lab, which has not been the name of my show for almost 18 months, two years now, like just no, that just proves that I'm not even going to bother to answer that email. My show is influenced by design. It has been for a long time. You've just proven that you haven't done any research and had a look. 
So that's what it all comes down to. Can I build relationships and do your research? Can I add two more? Yeah. The channel got opened and now I've thought of two more. And then we'll, <laughs> then we'll talk about some more what to do. So I had somebody reach out to me that knows me and his pitch was, Melanie, you haven't had me on your show yet. Oh. I was like, hmm, that was an interesting approach. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do with that right now. <laughs> well, even when you said that, I gave that same that same response. Like, oh. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't feel good. I'm not quite sure what to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I, and yes, he did invite me to his show, but that, you know, like, okay, so tell me a great topic, right? Like, mm -hmm. like do a good pitch, even if it's somebody you know. So anyway, don't do stuff like that. Don't do a negative pitch, right? And then the last one, oh man, it just jumped right out of my head. I can't believe it jumped right out of my head. Okay, we're gonna have to come back to the last one. We'll be a teaser. We'll just hold uh -huh. everybody. <laughs> uh, I love it, I love it. So you mentioned then about swaps, podcast, guest swaps why don't we go into this a little bit because this is another way that people can pitch and i'm very 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 open to this as i know you are yeah so how do you like to see people open up the conversation for having a podcast interview swap well you know this is actually a big part of what i teach people in guest expert system is like start the reciprocity chain, if you will, or the, the reciprocity energy by inviting people to your show first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we mean by podcast swaps is, you know, when both people have authority, they both have influence, they both host shows. And this is a great way to open up a connection with somebody for multiple reasons that there could be collaboration, there could be strategic promotion you can do for each other. But at a bare minimum, you can gain exposure to each other's audiences. And it's very normal practice. And again, it has to be a good fit, right? It can't just be one way. And there are a lot of people who don't make good guests. Mm -hmm. So you really need to make sure, like there's a couple people that have me on their show and I was like, mm, I don't know, can I have them on my show? Like, I don't mm. think they even know what their expertise is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or they're just not great in the delivery. So I think the podcast swap is something that is worth doing well by starting the invitation like kick mm -hmm. it off be generous find a way to give first whatever that looks like so that would be my tip on a podcast swap mm. but i'm going to turn it back to you and have you add into that yeah i think i want to go in a in a little bit of a different direction and say that a swap isn't necessarily just a podcast to a podcast mm -hmm. that it can be something that's different it could be i had someone reach out who does a live linkedin show and we've done a swap that way or you know a swap of maybe you're speaking to their mastermind or whatever it is the swap isn't necessarily just podcast to podcast but it's some sort of i guess exchange of expertise and not necessarily in the same way and i like this because just because someone doesn't have a podcast doesn't mean that you know we can't be introduced to their audience in a different way mm -hmm. but like you a lot of times I will invite someone to be on my show first. And I want to be really clear here that it doesn't, even if I invite someone to be on their show first and I do want to open up the conversation for a swap, I'm not 
going into that invitation because I necessarily want to get something. Mm -hmm. And I want to be really clear that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I am coming from a pure energetic place of, I just want to open this conversation and see what happens. Yeah. This is a perfect transition to talk about the third leg and I'm going to weave them together, which are the third way, which is the most coveted way. And that is you're getting an invitation from a host to come on their show. And here's why there's a good segue here. What you just said is that oftentimes we might invite somebody to our show because we just love what they're up to and they don't have to have a show or maybe they have stages or maybe they have another way they might add value where they might have an email community that they could email to or they have a Facebook group, right? So it's not so much, it just has to be a podcast, but there is a audience you know, like we can share each other's audiences, right? Now, the coveted opportunity here is you're getting the invitation and I call it flipping the pitch. When you do a really good job of over and over and over again, being visible with your expertise and with your magnetic messaging, you're in front of people over and over and over again, you should start to receive pitches. And I'll give a little shout out to you. I saw you, Sam, share something about your diamond factor that you were a guest on someone's show. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a topic of hers. That was really good. <laughs> I'm going to have her on the show to talk about the diamond factor. Ah. That is one of the reasons why you share when you have great messaging and great topics and a great feature somewhere, other people who are looking for content, whether it's the media, because let me tell you, the media is looking at your social media, mm -hmm. whether it's another podcaster or it's any kind of somebody booking for any kind of stage or, you know, trainer for their community. When you publish, you have a great topic and they're seeing you regularly talk about this. That is how you flip the pitch and start getting invitations. So mm. that is what I look for. And I'm regularly reaching out to people might be influencers or people, a SME, a subject matter expert, something that I think is really perfect for the show. I'm watching their social media. I'm watching what they're putting out. And when the topic goes, boom, that's it. That's when I reach out and that's how I initiate. And that's what I'm looking for. Mm, I love that. I just want to go back and talk a little bit about that particular scenario that you just mentioned about the diamond factor. Cause I want to be, I want to unpack this a little. So that was a show that I was invited to be on because I was tagged on social media for this particular host. Someone else tagged and said, you must get Samantha Riley on your show. So it was someone I'd never met before. It was someone I also highly respect. And I was really excited to be on her show. Her interview was one of the favorite interviews I've ever had because she brought so much energy. And the reason that you saw that video is I reached out to her team and said, would you be willing to give me the raw video footage so that we can repurpose it and turn it into content? We turned it into five different short form video reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts, and we not just created it for us, but sent it back to her team as well and went, here they are. If you want to use them, go right ahead. If not, no worries at all. We'll be using them to promote your show. So even though I've got my own podcast, we've grabbed someone else's podcast and have done that to promote her show. Mm -hmm. And as you have just said, by promoting her show, you've learned something about me. And we speak multiple times a week that you didn't even know about me. So 
always, always, always go in with this giving or the servant's attitude because you never know where it will end up. Well said. Yeah. So I think the idea here is that there's more than one way to land, you know, a spot on a podcast or a live stream show, whatever that is that you're looking for. And, you know, you don't have to wait to be invited. You can pitch, you can initiate, you can activate these opportunities. I think what it is, is like really going into this knowing I've got to be clear on my messaging. I have to have value. And I really need to be able to like bring more than just my expertise. Like I want to also co-create that reach of the show. And that's what I like to think of it as like what flips somebody from being an interesting expert to being an in-demand guest. Mm, And an mm -hmm. in-demand guest is getting hot opportunities or getting a slew of invitations. You, You probably can't even keep up with the number of requests that are coming in. And that's a high class problem to have because you know how to bring massive value there. You're co-creating and you're collaborating. So I don't know, you want to close out with anything else, Sam? I can't remember what my six don't do was. So I'll have to, we'll do another episode on it later. <laughs> <laughs> on the, the whole episode on the six don't do. No, I was, I was just going to say, I think the one thing that I want to leave people with from this episode is to remember that that podcast host is a real person and to open up the communication and think about creating a relationship first Mm -hmm. before you go in just thinking what can i get out of this because if you go in creating a relationship you never know what could happen you never know what that relationship could turn into and i think that that is the biggest thing that you need to remember when pitching to be on another person's podcast Well, Sam, isn't that how we've ended up here as you invited me to be a guest on your show and we kept having these opportunities to connect. And next thing we know, we're like, hey, we really like doing things together. And now we have a show and we have other things that we're planning. And yeah, you never know how many layers there are to the opportunity, even if it's just someone who becomes your your new business bestie, right? Right. I know. Gosh, if I had realized that having a podcast would have so many amazing things for my business, but even if I only just got my business bestie, it was so worth it. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'd love to hear, like, if you have your own show or you have a podcast, you book speakers and guest experts, what is it that you look for? Please jump into the comments wherever you're listening to this or slide into either one of our dms on instagram this is where we do want you to slide into our dms Uh and tell us what it is that you look for in a guest we'd love to hear from you as well and sam what is a resource that somebody can take advantage of to maybe take this conversation to a whole nother level totally i've got a guide called the podcast guest advantage it goes into a lot more of what we've talked about today i've got a five-step system for what you need to do to pitch to be on someone's show. As we've spoken about today, there's more than one thing that we have to pay attention to. So I go into that in more detail and you can get a copy of that at samanthariley.global forward slash guest. And Melanie, I know that you've got a fabulous resource. I've seen it. I'd love you to share what that is. Yeah. So I studied 
from thousands of people I interviewed and also being over in on over 800 episodes of other people's uh, shows. And I looked at what works and what doesn't work. And I gathered 17 commonly made mistakes that cost people the lead or the client from their guest expert exposure. And you can go to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize and download that 17 mistake scorecard. And you'll be able to evaluate and keep track of like, how well am I doing these when I give my guest interviews? And if you're just getting started, you can avoid those pitfalls before they kick in. Love it. So definitely go into the show notes. If you didn't catch those links, and you can just click straight through and get a copy of those resources. Melanie, it's been such a fabulous conversation. I've really enjoyed today's conversation and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode. Me too. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social and be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah.